0: Hey, patrons, this is another ad-free episode that normally goes out to $5 and a patron's twice a week. Uh, a little sample as we uh, go for our fun drive on. to think we've got about uh, 45 of the 450 people we're looking to see if you're in a position, one out of 10 listeners, uh, to raise your pledge to $5 or $10 or $20. But thank all, thanks to all of you that have. If you're curious how to do it, just go to our FAQ over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Patreon FAQ. Uh, P- uh, that's one word, Patreon FAQ. Uh, thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, my patron peeps, it's time for the podcaster that puts the swirly Sue in curly Q <laughs> with a burly boo and a wiggity woo. Uh because I care about you uh, getting a good night's sleep, So, because it's time for Sleep With Me podcast to put you to sleep, patrons. Thanks for making it possible. Uh, Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, feelings, uh, physical sensations, uh, changes in time or temperature, yeah, uh, whatever it is that's keeping you awake. You know, yeah, stuff you're thinking about, stuff you're feeling, stuff you're experiencing, or travel, or whatever. Whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that. Uh, repetitive uh, podcast introductions. Uh, I'd also like to keep you company. What I'm going to do is, I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, superfluous uh, dialogue, and uh, talking, lots of talking, tangents uh, upon tangents. uh, So tangential, you forget what I was doing, you know, (laughs) so forget. Tangerine tangents. All that's a new thing I'm working on. Tangerine infused tangents, with that citrus flavor. Uh, sweet, sweet, sweet tangerine tangents. Maybe, I'll, maybe that could be another name. If I get it, if I became like a, 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 if I was in a showgirl outfit, I would like to be tangerine tangents. And they could, you know, say now, you know, next up is, uh, or maybe they would, people would meet me, and they'd see me. With you know my with the whole uh, you know the the legs and the the the, the uh, things and the feathers the like the thing behind you that uh, like uh, fans or whatever, and they said, "Well, what kind of dancing do you do?" And I said, "Well, I'm a tan well, a tangerine tangent." By the way, nice to meet you. And I'd say, "Well, uh, by the way, but uh, speaking of dancing, uh, I don't do it exactly what you'd call a dance. It's more of a routine." Uh, and uh, then I'd go off just like this. Uh, and maybe I could eventually, but this like, I don't know if I'm being into the kicking, the high kicking, and that kind of thing. And I like I've talked about this before, the few uh, dancing instructions I found, or even, let's see, dancing instruction. This is what I've heard from dancing instructors, uh, Pilates instructor yoga instructor. It's been a while since I've done any of those, but uh, in all of those, they said, well, you got to move, okay, move now move your hips. And I'd try, and I'd say, and they'd say no, 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 roll your hips. Uh, okay, just shake your hips. And I'd say, I, I, like, my mind-body connection with my hips is, uh, it's not, a, at this point, I haven't developed it. Uh, every once in a while, like, I'd give one, they say, well, pretend your spine's like a string of pearls and lower your lower back. I could get that one down. But I think that's my pelvis. And as far as I know, my pelvis and my hips may be two different things. They may be connected or interconnected. And also, my hips is a place for me, you know, for me or my dancing partners. Uh, but, you know, I guess in that kind of situation, the instructor says, well, let me show you. Can I touch your hip? And I said, no, no like I get giggly, like you can't touch my hips. Uh, I think in a dancing instruction, usually just will do, do they say, okay, what about this? This is your hip here. And then I would go a googly, googly, goo. Because my hips, I say, well, yeah, you can't. And they'd say, then I guess that would contradict myself though. Maybe that's what they were doing. I just didn't realize it. They say, see, you can feel your hips. And see, feeling them and jerking them because they're ticklish and moving them with instruction of my mind are much different things. That could be another, the hip conundrum that is, did Agatha Christie already write that one? It, maybe. Did, are, is there anyone write This is not a joke. And also if, if it's not a joke, I'm calling dibs on this. Like what about retirement home, uh, retirement community, uh, mysteries, the hip conundrum. Maybe that'll be for our next series. Uh, okay, I'm already going to do it. I'm, I'm moving forward with that idea. Uh, but So, yeah, I, I think that well. Anyway, I'm on a, I'm in a bit of a tangerine tangent, so I need to pull myself back here and find her within me. Well, uh, yeah, get to the center of my outfit here. Uh, but, yeah, that'll be for our next series. That's a perfect setting. Uh, but so, uh, where was I? Oh, if you're a new listener here, welcome. Sorry about that. We went on some early tangents. Uh, what can you do when your inner show girl awakens? You must, uh, respond to her call. Uh, so, okay. Where was I? So if you're new, here's a couple of things to expect, uh, tangents, uh, whether they're tangerine tangents or, uh, superfluous ones, they'll be there. Uh, oh, structurally what the show starts off with a few minutes of business. Then we have an intro intros around 12 minutes where I think we're already seven minutes into this one. Uh, then there's uh there's a show, oh, there's an intro, then a little business, and then we'll be talking about the good place. Uh, uh, season three, episode six, I believe, a uh, donkey ballad of donkey dog, maybe the best title of a good place episode ever. And hopefully it'll be like an album release from like, uh, I don't know who, like uh, old 97s, like uh, like uh, who, who, who is Willie Nelson maybe? I don't know. Uh, so part of my brain just yelled out in the background, some peanut gallery brain just said Don Knotts. And I said, no, Don Knotts, I don't know one if Don Knotts is still with us. Probably, I'm just guessing, maybe he's in the big farm. But I don't think Don Knotts is going to be singing a country, the ballad of Donkey Dog. Though you could be like a modern day Donuts, could we could I think Donkey Donkey Dog actually is a modern day Donuts, or J, Jason and Donkey Dog are. Okay, where was I? So, uh, okay, uh, I was trying to explain the structure of the show. We'll be talking about the good place, and we'll be kind of analyzing it in an indirect way. There will be spoilers because I'll be kind of barely talking about the plot and stuff. And then after that, I'll talk about some specific subjects that came up and do some research. But it'll be pretty indirect and and calming and and bedtime story-like. So that'll be that part. Uh, What else? Uh, uh, Oh, then there'll be some thank yous at the end. That's the structure show. Also, if you're new, you don't need to listen to this show. Podcast, you don't need to pay attention to. You can, but you don't need to. I'll be here just to take your mind off stuff and to keep you company. Uh, but there's also no pressure to fall asleep. If you can't, like fall asleep whenever you do, you know, listen to me at whatever volume or paying attention level you you want. But obviously, if you if you were listening, you heard about uh, those multiple. He said, "Well, he he says he's a dancer named Tangerine Tangents." First question is, do I have a tangerine scent? on? of course, uh, and is I would say my outfit is a tanger has hints of tangerine. It to be subtle and also, you know, like, uh, rindy rhinestones. I wonder if anybody ever said that I'm the rhinestone cowboy rhinestones. No rhinestones. I actually, uh, dry out rinds of tangerines and other citruses, citruses, and then make those into a rhinestone like thing out of the rinds. They're not shiny, obviously. And they're pretty tough. Uh, that's why I'm tough. I'm the rhinestone cowboy. And, uh, this is also another part of my being, uh, uh, Tangerine, uh, who was I Tangerine Cafe? No, that's a restaurant. Uh, Tangerine Tan, Tangerine Tan, the adventures of Tangerine Tangent and the Rhinestone Cowboy coming, <laughs> coming soon, coming soon, uh, nowhere. Uh, okay. Where was, I? oh, Structure Show. That's a Structure Show. You don't need to listen. No pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here about an hour. If you can't sleep, I'll be here till the very end to keep you company, because that's what I do. I'm here. I'm here to help you fall asleep, uh, to be your friend as you drift off. Uh, so that's the structure of the show, and I think that's kind of it. Uh, like, uh, give it a few tries. That's what most listeners say. They say on the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth try, I, I, Scoots made less and less sense, and I realized that that's uh, who Scoots is. Uh, He's our boyfriend our boar bud, our boar bay, our boar cause, our boar sib, our boar He's Tangerine Tangent and the Rhinestone Cowboy. He's the, uh, what did I say? The, 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 the sentient hip, uh, the hip of the, that, uh, what would I say? The, the, the hip that didn't dance, whatever it was, uh, uh, he, he's also that, uh, the miss, the hip, uh, the hip that missed dancing. It, maybe it could be a series. Uh, the pelvic floor that was a dance floor, that sounds strange, but, uh, it just popped in my brain. So what can I say? So, uh, whether you know who Don Knotts is or you don't know, uh, or you say, well, I don't even watch a good place. It, it'll still put you to sleep. It'll still be here to keep you company with some friendly banter. And here's a couple other things. I really appreciate you coming by and I really strive and I yearn to help you fall asleep. Uh. I'm going to work very hard. I'm going to be here. Uh, so thanks again for checking out the show. And here's a couple of ways we keep the show going. Uh, hey, from you on, Uh <laughs> It's time to talk about episode six of season three of The Good Place. Uh, the Ballad of Donkey Doug, uh Maybe one of my favorite uh, titles of an episode ever of anything. Except for, you know, Scooter's Great and the Greatest of All Time. Which was a, a a podcast episode that was never released. Yeah, but Eleanor, we well, speaking of Eleanor's shoes, we were talking about them last episode. I think they're Adidas. They only have two stripes though, so they may be some other brand. I, I believe it's a deep, deep navy or a black stripe uh, shoe. Yeah, white, white shoe. Very Stan Smith esque but probably some details I didn't pick up there. Eleanor's, and we see Eleanor's feet are up on Chidi's desk. She's kicked back, uh, totally in chill, 100% chill mode, really relaxed and having fun. Talking to Janet about the past, uh, my notes here say good mood. Uh, she's talking about Kylie man, mansard, man, mansard, or Mansnard and, uh, Nathan Burlingame. I like that. They really do a good job at naming things. Nathan Burlingame is a name that, that uh, I'd like to say again and again. And this might be a stretch because it's not 100% Roy G. Biv. Uh, maybe her shirt's are opposite Roy. Red Horn Roy. Yeah, it's a reverse from bottom to top. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got some action here on Eleanor's shirts. Because they said, is it a rainbow? It it is. It's a reverse rainbow. Uh, Roy, red, Roy, Roy, red, orange, yellow, G, green, Biv, blue, indigo. It would be blue, indigo, violet if indigo and violet are considered, which sometimes they are different shades of the same color. I mean, no offense, indigo or violet. I don't believe that, but I'm just seeing it because Eleanor's shirt actually has uh, only six stripes, uh, where Roy G. Biv has uh, seven things. Uh, but it is a rainbow. It just starts, uh, instead of going top to bottom, it goes Roy G. Biv. It goes, however, Vib, G, Your Yeah, Biv, G, Viv, Vib, G, you're, why, Roy, you're, you your? you can play this podcast in reverse sometimes, I guess, uh, and rainbows are in the sky, so again, you know, I'm projecting meaning, but, uh, you know, Eleanor's cool thing is related to, to a great look off of Janet and uh, Eleanor's confidence. Uh, someone says good news. Oh, uh, Chidi says it because he says, you know, now I'm free and easy. I'm surprised Eleanor didn't have a quip for that one because he's no longer working for the university. Also, he has to break up with Simone, but he can't lie. But, you know, this is a lie of exclusion because she thinks he has laryngitis. Also seemed like Janet's learning from Eleanor because she's so impressed with Eleanor's confidence. I wonder over the rest of the season what influence, uh, you know, romantic influence, uh, Eleanor's confidence and swagger will have on uh, Janet and Jason, you know, if any. You know, but if not, you, you can always check out my uh, other podcast, uh, uh, Janet and Jason. J- Janet and Jason. Not, it's tentatively called Janet and Jason After Dark because that's what I call all of those things. Uh, but uh, you know, r- r- Jan- Janet and uh, uh, J- Mason in the privacy of <laughs> his butthole. Uh, anyway, I, I haven't read any yet because I don't think, I don't have time. Believe it or not. Yeah, Janet and Jason and Jason's butthole. Okay, where was I? Went off topic. to uh, break it with Simone. Can't lie. Janet's learning from Eleanor. Impressed with her confidence. Bing. Oh, Janet has to do her own bings now. Uh, Janet's going to build a simulator. A big. There's a, good, a lot of laughs in this with uh, Janet's turning around. Uh, then we see chapter 32, we're at Randy Macho Man Savage, in non-international airport in ja- Jacksonville. Uh, and Jason says, Jacksonville, what up, Duvar? I don't know. I have to Google what he said because I can't figure it out. Duvar? He doesn't say bordels. and everyone says it back to him. It's not Bortles backwards. Uh, and uh, Tahani says, poor Larry. In intro den of lion. Oh, uh, there, there, she's reading Us Weekly or uh, Us Weekly, which uh, was an article by her and Larry. And the back is an ad for Gary Perillo book uh, Den of Lions. Actually, I got a box set to make sure I looked that up, uh, and it says here's the quote on Us Us Weekly: uh, Larry Hemsworth blows it again. It's over. Tahani says uh Taha Ta Ta Set the free. Set them free. There's something. Uh, but Tahani says Ta Ta. Uh so poor Larry. Then we talk about laser pointers, uh boy. Uh, oh, this is a big reveal. Is this when it's revealed that Donkey Dog is uh, oh yeah, Donkey Dog dad drop uh and uh, Tahani says, I'm sorry. The man you call Donkey Doug is your father, uh, uh, and just a really classic. Uh, he says he, he he's had a uh, mistaken identities with uh, Buzz Lightyear issues. Uh, he's big into get rich quick schemes, counterfeit truck nuts. Uh, Michael, so it's uh, this soul squad is Michael, Tahani, and Jason. Yeah, so he's, he, but he was trying to get his electrician's license at some point. Uh, we see a monster truck taxi. Yeah, Michael laughs when the taxi, I think when he sees the taxi, he's just laughing with joy as it does monster truck moves. Uh, we go uh, to Donkey Doug's apartment, which is uh, very hilarious. And then he finally says, come on in. Uh, Then we get to see Janet's uh, VR machine, which has, she says, it also has Tetris, uh, which I thought was funny. And, uh, oh, she does this thing where you enter into the virtual reality via tone. It tricks your brain into thinking the VR is real. I did put, would this work? And then uh, uh, Eleanor has questions about the VR with Jason Jason Statham, futons and red bulls uh and they talk about uh which is interesting there's a lot of great articles about it i don't know if i will get to it in the research section of like how technology and p-o-r-n develop in line with one another and uh, then i put tone to trick brain question mark uh, creaky creaky dulcet tones anyone uh then we have a cheaty breakup sequence uh what does that say infraction can't, infraction cat, uh, infraction can't say, that didn't go great, Uh, infraction can't uh, say. Uh, But he says, uh, you know, I can't say, I got information and I can't say what it is. Uh, So it doesn't go great, even the simulations. So then they talk about Donkey donkey Dog going, you know, you know, real straight uh electrician. He goes late for that, later for that or something. I love bill oh, Pillboy comes out of the bedroom. He's his style is uh I love his style for real. Both him and Donkey Dog have like long shorts on. I'm not sure what you call those capris, uh or short pants. I don't know. I have to look it up. Uh and uh, but Donkey Doug has uh, two different layers of uh, kind of tropical look uh, that really looks good on him a shirt and a, a jacket. So I liked his look. Uh, lots of uh, oh, there's lots of signs, street signs, or mostly uh, safety signs, uh, around, uh, decorating Donkey Doug's apartment. Uh, pitch for. Oh, there's a 970 sign, Florida 970. It said to look that up. Uh, and they introduce a product like kind of like on Shark Tank, Double Trouble. Uh, and they say, well, do you, what do you use it for? And they, they say, you both it. Cheedy uh, is back in his office uh, with his Eleanor trying to plan and make a – Janice says, I made some modifications to the thing. And there's some smooth jazz. There's just these great little moments that are uh, visual humor. Uh, and this is one of them. Janet points at uh, cheaty, And uh, Cheaty makes like this impressed face uh, with just the smooth jazz, uh, uh, which Janet points to cheaty on. Okay, then we go through resets. They say, well, if you want to reset the simulation, just snap your fingers. And between resets that uh, Chidi does and I think Eleanor does, there's uh, five, six, seven resets. Uh, the last one on a puppy named Martin, and they're all doing it in this cafe. A couple of lemons on a plate uh, with a spoon. Uh, a flower on the, two different flowers on the table trying to see what the background there's an old man behind chidi right now still an old man now he's at a table with another man and now the same old man sitting down maybe it was uh he's sitting down with a woman that time uh now chidi's proposing this is part of one of one of the reboots uh, one thing i haven't been doing tracking this season is uh, chidi's been wearing a lot of sweater vests uh and he has a nice gray, it seems to be a wool sweater vest on. Is that what it is? A sweater, sleeveless sweater. What is it? Is that a sweater vest? Uh, no buttons. He has a tie on, maybe a knit tie. Some beautiful pants, like a wine-colored pant and then a stylish uh, blue uh, dress shirt with uh, dots on it. Now, Eleanor is uh, vr as Simone and saying, you doink. Uh, you're doinking or something. Have Eleanor do it. Uh, matches her sweater. What does that mean? Your accent. Oh, then Eleanor goes in now as. Uh, uh as She goes in as cheaty into the simulation to, to talk to Simone. And oh, the painting matches her sweater. And they say, Your accent is cu- so cute. Your accent is so cute. What is happening? Uh, then we cut to the pool. Uh, raspberry respungence, uh, oh, raspberry perspirant. These are the flavors of double trouble or the smells, uh, though flavor and smell. Yes. Yeah. Raspberry perspirant, cedar wood, melon blast, uh, and a 24 hour lemon musk extreme. Also, there was a flyer for the electric who's, who's it or who's it jam. I don't know if any of the dance teams danced in that. I was just just got to look at the so there's a lot of shots of the pool outside of Donkey Doug's apartment. He lives in a most I've lived in an apartment building like this, like a motel style apartment. Uh like around an outdoor pool. Kind of kinda of similar popular in California. Yeah, I think uh who who lived there? You know who lived in one was uh, the karate kid, in the original karate kid. And in this one, oh, I almost—I keep trying to pause it here so you can see the pool and get a, a little overview of the pool. Uh, there's a, a man floating in the pool in a, a blue pool float, napping. Yeah, a blue striped one. Looks a little bit like Derek, uh, to be honest. And then there's—he has a cooler, which is a, a forest friend, floating cooler. Looks like a lot of cans. And then there's a lot of solo cups, uh, a chair, a couple chairs in the pool, like at the bottom, you know, in case you want to like, like, like I like to sit at the bottom of the pool and pretend I'm having a tea party. Maybe some blue solo cups in the pool. I can't tell what the other thing is. Uh, One piece of lawn chair hanging off the side. It looks like the Derek type person. Maybe his flip-flops are on the side of the pool. Uh, But I also see another chair that has a towel on it. Then there's a woman sunning. There's about eight solo cups next to her. There's a lot of towels around the whole apartment building. Pretty realistic-looking apartment building. Uh, And uh, I think, uh, yeah, Australia or L.A. could be. Uh, Definitely the kind of place you'd say, yeah, that makes sense that Donkey Doug lives there. Okay, so we get back uh, sweater so cute, raspberry persimmon, oh electric oh pill- pillboy does a a, a real time day. He says if I had money, first of all, they take out these like microwave burritos or something, and they serve everybody or something I couldn't maybe they're hot pockets, oh, they are hot pockets, it looks like yeah, so he's they serve out the hot pockets uh. Uh, but in pillboys holding like a plush, a plush, uh, forest friend, uh, tiger, uh, Oh, but he does this. So that they say, well, if I had money, these are the things I do. He does it in, in real time in, uh, uh, who's the characters again? What are the characters names? Uh, not Jason, not Tahani. Uh, but Michael says, uh, listen, we don't need a sleep with me day minute by minute pot. They don't say sleep with me, but he says, I don't need a minute by minute, uh, Version of your day, but really good details. Uh, like, and it kind of, I mean, it really is true to character because, uh, Pillboy was excited about getting up, uh, going down, eating breakfast, having to go to the store, opening the fridge, just saying we need milk, getting in my car, driving to go get milk. I don't know, just a little bit of extra connectivity, especially connected to J- Jason, how he said last episode, like, uh, this little bit of money w- would have made a big difference. Uh, it seems to be the same for Pillboy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah. But, uh, Jason, uh, Donkey Doug says, why won't you believe in me, Jason? And I think somebody says, well, maybe you should reach for the stars on the right, but maybe this is part of being on the right path. Uh, and they said, well, we got to go to a, a few factories to get supplies, you know, borrow, uh, uh them from, uh, a uh, energy drink factory, a cologne factory, and a bottle factory. And they say, maybe this is a lost cause. So, three of the Soul Squad has a meeting. And Jason goes, I have an idea. Will you help me? And they say, Yeah, that's the whole idea. And then it was just very, uh, uh Tahani says, What's your idea, darling? Uh, then we have our second Nemo themed restaurant I was aware of, French Pressing Nemo Cafe. Uh, save Pillboy. So I guess I'm jumping around. Chidi's at the Nemo cafe, uh, with Eleanor as a coach. She says, okay, uh, and I, I just did, is this a real double question mark? I think this is real. Uh, but so, uh, oh, I'm just noticing Simone has a really nice, uh, suede style, uh, purse backpack, uh, not that it might be probably not real suede, but, uh. Uh, iced tea is what Simone orders, uh, Chidi orders of water, sugar, uh, yes. There's also a big, like, cupcake container on a shelf over Chidi's shoulder. Uh, like, I didn't know if it was like a cookie jar or like a tin cupcake, contain, cupcake themed container, look like a cupcake, not to store cupcakes necessarily. We're to evoke the spirit of cupcakes? But uh, let's see, helmet comes. He's trying to take their order, and nothing goes well. Che- cheating himself, saying you're dumped. Uh, also, there's a tablecloth that was purple. Then we see Pillboy in action. We learn it's uh, one word: a Pillboy. P i l l b o i. Because we see him at work uh, at a retirement community. Uh, helping people like with their meds, saying, Hey, well, this or this, and uh, maybe take this with like, uh, like." not that he's a doctor, believe me. And you know, this is really well set, uh, well designed set. It uh, really looks realistic. Uh, there's a popcorn machine, even. Um, let's see. So then uh, Tahani says, Change in plans. Uh, oh, Bill Boy gives good advice. Uh, Tahani says, Change the plans. You're staying here. You're not involved in any of this uh, energy drink stuff. And that's what Jason wants. And he says, okay. And uh, he says, pills? Uh, For Tahani. Then Chidi stressed, uh, no more simulators, I think Eleanor says. Uh, And she says, you know what? Uh, Simone's a badass. Uh, She'll do fine. Uh, if, If you want to talk to her one time, go be a person. Meanwhile, in the background, Janet's using the simulator. And, uh, Eleanor's like, I gotta go, uh, what is it? Eleanor wants to go to specific, uh, steam room. Oh no. A specific Lenny Krav- Kravitz concert. And I'll let you watch the episode to see with Janet, a steam room thing. But she says, that's a bug in the system, by the way. Uh, then we're at the first, uh, Jason goes to help Donkey Doug. Uh, uh, but he says, you know what? I'm trying to save Pillboy. And they get busted, and Donkey Dad, Donkey Dog says, uh, "I'm going to do what my dad for, did for me. Your my dad, his dad did for him, and his dad did for him. I'm going to uh, let you get away, Jason." And he goes, uh, "Thanks. Uh, call me." And he says, "Call me Donkey Dad." And then he goes, "You know what? No, no, no." And he says, "Call me Donkey uh, Doug. but even better than that." And then he runs out and he says, "Bortles." Uh, uh, then we're back with Cheating and Simone. And he just says my feelings have changed. Uh, can't explain more than that. She says, "Well, you seem to know what you want, which is rare for you." And she goes, "Well, I'll see you in the next life." And then she's like, "What do you? How do you? What do you know? What do you know?" And she goes, "Dude, you are so weird." Uh, then we have uh, uh, Michael with uh, Pillboy giving him a secret message or uh, mission. And then we see uh, Tahani and Jason are with them. They say, "Yeah, we're secret uh, astronauts for NASA." And there's this deep emotional moment with uh, in in a, like a two minute handshake with uh, Pillboy and Jason, uh, really uh, crying it out with their friendship and love for one another, you know, indicating a change of heart with uh, Pillboy. And he says, "I love you, man." Uh, then we're then uh, we're in Budapest. Uh, hooray or something oh budapest hungary they just uh they say soul squad's on a roll and they're there to deal with uh, tahani's sister whose name of course escapes me like even though i know it, uh, it's escaping me right now quentin no, uh I almost had it. it was in my brain it just didn't make it to my mouth camilla camilla's her name right uh I think, uh, but, uh, Eleanor, then they find out, we find out about Eleanor's mom still being uh, around town. And Eleanor says, I'm sorry, honey. I can't deal with Camilla. I got to go back. I got to leave Budapest and, uh, deal with my mom, you know, help, help her to grow eventually or something. And, uh, that's how the episode comes to a close. Another good one, another good one. So we'll do, uh, some research of what came up, uh, on the episode next. Let's take a look at some of the things that came up this episode. One was like energy drinks. And I said, uh, you know, I've had energy drinks and I'm I'm familiar with them. Uh, But what does Wikipedia say about energy drinks, right? Uh, Of course you want me to check that, Scoots. Yes, I do. You know, it's a drink. uh, It could have caffeine or something else uh, to provide mental or physical stimulation marketed as energy. Uh, but distinct from food energy, may or may not be carbonated, may or may not have sugar or sweeteners, herbal extracts, taurine, and amino acids. Uh, it's a, a subset of a larger group of energy products, bars, gels, distinct from sports drinks, uh, which are advertised to enhance sports performance. There are many brands and varieties. Uh, coffee and tea are not considered energy drinks. Uh, cola May can, may can can take caffeine but it's not an energy drink either uh there are ones that might have some extra like uh alcohol in them uh according to may okay let's see you could have about 400 milligrams of caffeine a day that's what mayo mayo clinic says uh which is like uh four cups of coffee or five cans of energy drink so good news for jason he's above board uh and uh, well, sorry, Jason. I mean, uh, Pillboy and a uh, Donkey Doug. Uh, energy drinks have effects from caffeine and sugar. Uh, no, they're not sure on the other ingredients. Uh, and uh, let's see, combined, uh, they say may uh, may help with uh, strengthening endurance, but no evidence. Uh, and they say, I don't know about, to be honest, I don't think you should have four donkey dog a day. Uh, let's see what else it says. Uh, yeah, they say, well, it's popular with, uh, like, uh, people that have it. I'm just trying to figure out when the first one was. Uh, I mean, first they had them, like, the original soda was uh, energy drinks. And you could look into that history. Uh, early in, uh, in japan in the sixties there was a brand uh jolt cola nineteen eighty five that may have, it, marketing strategy was based on the caffeine con, uh content In ninety five uh josta uh was uh, launched by pepsi uh europe uh, there was something called power horse uh Uh, That became before Red Bull, which is popular. Uh, That launched in 97. It had 47% of the market in 2005. In New Zealand, Australia, V is popular, 60% of the market. Uh, I see UK uh, sold at lower prices than the soft drinks. mostly produced by Canadian beverage maker uh Tesco has KX uh, formerly known as Kick uh Sainsbury's Blue Bolt, uh Asad, Asta, Blue Charge so they, a popular thing yeah so yeah i don't know uh oh here's the thing they contain uh caffeine vitamin B carbonated water sugar uh, warana yerba mate akai taurine ginseng a bunch of other stuff uh, uh so this is a little bit about energy drinks uh what about my Ma- randy macho man savage it was a randy macho man savage non-international airport as they landed in in uh, jacksonville and uh randy uh savage uh Uh, Was born Randy Mario Pafo, P O F F O, in uh, 1952. He was with us until 2011. He was in uh, WWF, WWE, and WCW. He's regarded as one of the greatest professional wrestlers in history. Uh, He had a deep and raspy voice, a flamboyant ring attire. Often used pomp and circumstances as entrant music. He had an entrance phrase, ooh, yeah. Uh, He was managed by his real-life wife, Miss Elizabeth. He won 29 titles in 32 years, two WWF uh, heavyweight championships, four WCW heavyweight championships, and a one-time WW uh, Intercontinental heavyweight champion. Uh, he was named by WWE as the greatest title holder of all time and brought a higher level of credibility. He was 1987's uh, King of the Ring, uh, won 1995's uh, WCW, WW3, headlined uh, WrestleMania's uh, 4, 5, and 8, uh, as well as uh, 5 SummerSlams, uh, Starcade. And he was as popular as uh, the famous Hulk Hogan. He was also signed in the Saint, by the St. Louis Card- Cardinals as a catcher out of high school. Played in the minor leagues. He was placed in the minor leagues. Uh, and uh, one of his teammates uh, was also his roommate. And they would uh, swing a bat into a hanging car tire as a regular exercise to get stronger. And... Uh, and Savage, uh, was, uh, let's see, 74 was the last season. Yeah, then in 73 was when he first got into, uh, the wrestling. Uh, he had different characters. Yeah, and worked his way up, uh, over the years. Yeah, very popular, uh, um, yeah, and, and all the different WWE, FW, all these different things. Uh looks like he retired, then came back, uh, and, uh, he yeah, was a bu- busy, 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 busy. We were, we weren't allowed to watch that when we were kids cause we would act out after watching it. So we would try to sneak and watch it. Uh, now there's been a lot of talk about, uh, uh, Eleanor's shoes this season in and, and trying to figure out for me what they are, which probably is pretty obvious, but I read, I found this article from, uh. Uh, trademarkandcopyrightblog.com and and I'm just going to barely fair use it uh, but it was written March 16, 2016 by Natasha Reed. Adidas to trademark competitors two stripes, you're out and basically they said hey, this this three stripe design is ours and you can't copy it and the European Union even gave them a further range of protection than U.S. courts saying that even two stripes uh, Uh, Created by a Belgium company, was too confusingly similar to Adidas's three stripe design. Uh, The difference between two and three stripes is a minor, Uh, so they said, "Hey, this is uh, our brand is these stripes." Uh, From this article, from Adidas's point of view, the widespread speculation of its brand with striped sneaker designs may make both these results a no-brainers. but what if the stripes between the plaintiffs and the defendants differed in the U.S. case? Uh, would it be more challenging uh, if the overall look of respective suit designs are different? Oh, so it's because the shoe looks similar and it has stripes. And they actually have pictures. Okay, so I can even see their point. Like, it's like, uh, yeah, they said even in 20, 2008, a jury found them... Uh, People were copying their design and the stripes on top of it. So just a, just a little bit more about it uh, as I try to figure out eventually. What about laser pointers? So Those came up in this episode, and I said, let me learn more about laser pointers or laser pens, according to Wikipedia. A handheld device with a power source, usually battery, and a laser diode emitting a very narrow, coherent, low-powered laser beam of visible light intended to be used uh, to highlight something of interest by illuminating it with a small spot, bright spot of colored lights. Uh, power is uh, not to exceed 5 MWs. Uh, beam itself is relatively in, in, invisible in a clean atmosphere, showing only a point of light. Uh, higher power or uh, high frequency green or blue lasers may produce a beam visible in clean air because of Raleigh uh, scattering from air molecules, especially in a moderate to dimly lit uh, conditions. Oh, that's good. L- low cost of IR diode laser modules uh, has created a generation of IR pumped uh, frequency doubled. Green, blue, and red, and violet diode pumped uh, solid state laser laser pointers. Uh, But because the invisible IR component of these beams of these visible layers is difficult to filter out, uh, it also uh, can make it tougher to put in a small laser pointer package uh, because they get too warm. Uh, Laser pointers are a potent signaling tool even in daylight. and they should it could be routinely carried in a kit. You know when you need to get a hold of somebody. Uh, let's see, colors and wavelengths. Uh, they uh, early laser pointers were he, helium neon gas lasers, uh, generated laser radiation at 633 nanometers. Uh, the least expensive of these was a the deep red laser diode in the 650 nm wavelength. Uh, Then you could have red-orange, but those were more expensive. Uh, Then green was the most common alternative. Uh, Then uh, 2005 blue at 473 nanometers. And then Blu-ray, actually violet, 405, went on sale in 2010. Uh, The apparent brightness of a spot from a laser depends on the power of the laser, the reflectivity of the surface, and the chromatic response of the eye looking at it uh you outputs of laser pointers are usually in the mw's uh you know we talk about the different ones green uh hey i'm a big, big into purple and blues myself uh but those sound like uh you know different things you use them for pointing industrial and research leisure and entertainment you know laser light shows uh play things for cats ferrets and dogs uh However, this one says the laser pointers have a few applications beyond pointing in the wider entertainment industry. And many venues say, don't bring them, like, uh, to our venue uh, because, you know, we've we got our own lasers or whatever. Um so that's just a little bit about it. Uh, it. It doesn't say anything about the Christmas ones like I have in green and red, but I assume that's like, uh, you know, those are those are a type. Uh, another thing that came up with this episode was trying to make Donkey Doug into an electrician. And I went to howstuffworks.com, How to Become an Electrician. This is by How Stuff Works Contributors. And they say, like many professionals, there's two kinds of electricians generalists and specialists. Uh, the latter could be commercial, industrial, or maintenance. Uh, but regardless of category, electricians must be able to perform electrical repairs and maintenance in both business and residential buildings. Uh, And uh, they can also be trained to work on building, assessment, connectivity, heating and security systems, and more. Uh, Becoming an electrician entails entering a certified apprenticeship program. And before that, you have to be uh, 18, have your high school diploma or your GED, one year of high school algebra, be in excellent physical shape, and uh, have a clean system, according to this article. Then uh, you have to decide what kind of electrician you want to be, generalist or specialist. They join an apprenticeship program sponsored by the IBEW or the NECA or the IEC. And they offer both classroom courses and on-the-job training. It takes four years of apprenticeship. Uh, you could also, and that seems like a lot of those are paid. So look into that. It's a great opportunity, really. I used to try to encourage the kids I was working with to look at that as a possible great vocation. You could also earn a certificate in a technical vocational school or training academy. You'll learn classroom theory in the vocational school and then look for an apprenticeship, uh, develop the on-job skills. So I don't know about that as, as so much because uh, those might be a for-profit business. You also have to continue your education and keep up to date with your technology, your co- changes to code, latest developments. You've got to get a license for state and local governments. You got trained to be a supervisor or manager. That's just uh, uh, some stuff about being an electrician that Donkey Doug would probably have to deal with at some point. Uh, What about monster trucks, right? Uh, The the monster truck is a a taxi, so it picks them up at the airport. And I saw this. So there's the monster jam. That seems like the big monster truck uh, thing. It looks like there's three different tours. I looked here. There's... uh, There's the Stadium Championship Series. Uh, uh, Let's see. The Triple Threat Series. Oh, Central, East, and West. Uh, So there there may be. And then there's the Arena Championship Series. So there's a lot of different tours. Let's take a look at one of these Stadium Championship Series. It it looks like this one has a, a Ditch Digger. Uh, jester TBA a dragon uh, puppy uh uh megalodon uh uh head turn El Toro loco black stallion over fun evolution overboard uh the black pearl and let's see what places they're hitting uh Uh, San Antonio, Glendale, uh, San Diego, Anaheim, Houston, Miami, Atlanta, uh, Jacksonville, uh, New Orleans, and Knoxville. Looks like the triple threat is a little bit smaller of a group of people. And uh, let's see what the arena championship series is. Uh, Oh, Albany, New York is coming up here. Yeah, they have, like, a a different uh, Scooby-Doo. There's a Scooby-Doo one, Bad News Travels Fast, Monster Mutt, uh, uh, Pretty Wicked, Uh, Forest Friend, Barbarian, uh, Ditch Digger, Albany, Hampton. This is, like, the fish tour. Really, the fish went from Albany, Hampton, so does uh, Monster Jam. And then they go on from there, uh, touring around. So yeah, that's a little bit about it. Let's look up uh, like just what Wikipedia says about monster trucks. Oh, that's still Monster Jam. Excuse me. They're very good at getting me to click more about uh, who's selling tickets for them. A monster truck is a pickup truck with a larger suspension, larger tires, usually for recreational uses. Uh, uh, sometimes pickup trucks are used. However, SUV bodies are in theme trucks. Uh, Uh, And they're made of fiberglass. Uh, They could be from car bodies, SUV bodies, uh, even animal-themed bodies. Uh, Competition monster trucks should meet guidelines 12 feet tall, 12 feet wide, and as of uh, 2015 uh, have uh, 462-pound, 66-inch off-road tires. uh, And they're popular. The shows typically have two main events, a race and a freestyle competition. Races are a single elimination tournament on two short, symmetrical dirt tracks. Uh, and uh, they jump over the cars, of course. In freestyles, uh, they do, uh, you know, go like it's a freestyle show backups, wheelies, jumps, stunts, donuts. Uh, so it's a little bit about it. Uh, it's a history that's been since the 70s. Uh, and I think it got bigger and bigger. Uh, maybe in the 80s and the 90s so it's a little bit about monster trucks uh, or friend tr- trucks uh uh here's a little bit about virtual reality uh, this is from vrs.org.uk just a history of it uh you know it started with uh panoramic paintings then you had stereoscopic photos and viewers including the viewmaster in 1939 but the stereoscope was in 1838 uh Then the 1929, the Link Trainer, which was a flight simulator. Uh, Then science fiction, uh, predicted VR in the 30s. Uh, Then Sensorama in the 50s, which was an arcade theater cabinet with uh, all the senses. uh, 3D fan, smell generators, vibrating chair. So that sounds pretty cool. Then the 60s had the first uh, head-mounted VR. And they just kept uh, doing I- I- uh, iterations on it uh, over the years. Uh, 1987, the name Virtual Reality was born. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jason Lanier uh, coined the term. Uh, then uh, 91 started arc- arcade games. 92, Lawnmower Man uh, it was a movie. Uh, Sega had VR in '93. Game Virtual Nintendo in '95. Matrix in '99. So Just a little bit about the history of VR there. Okay, here's something that came up with like, uh, uh, Pillboy and uh, uh, Donkey Dog both had like uh, capris on, like long shorts or capris. And I said, what's the difference between capris, culottes, and cropped? Uh, this is from Stitch Fix style blog. I just wanted to get it straight. Uh, capris are traditional style pant with an inseam, inseam that goes from mid to lower calf length. Uh, so, uh, yeah, cropped is a hemline that stops at your ankles, uh, and, uh, then culottes can be varying in length from mid calf to with the ankle, a wider silhouette though, uh, and a breezy piece, uh. And good for rising temperatures in the summertime, so I'm glad they cleared cleared that up for me totally. What about Florida Route 970? They got me- oh, they had a sign in uh, Pil- uh, Donkey Doug's apartment. It's actually from Miami State Route 970, the downtown distributor. It's elevated freeway. It's only a half mile connecting 95 and Biscayne Boulevard in downtown Miami, and. uh... Co-signs with U.S. Route one, U.S. One State Route Five. It existed since nineteen sixty eight. Uh, it's an average daily traffic volume of thirty four thousand in 20, 2007 and thirty in twenty fifteen. Uh, that made me think about uh, Florida State Route A one A, which I think was like Beachfront Avenue in a song. It, that's a north-south Florida state route, a state route a one a sra S-R-A-1-A. It runs uh, along the Atlantic Ocean from Key West at the southern tip uh, to Fernandina Beach uh, just south of Georgia. So it is Beach Run Avenue. Uh, it's designated part of it the A1A Scenic and Historical Coastal Byway, a national scenic byway, uh, So check it out. Uh, It looks like it has a lot of uh, beautiful views. Uh, It's heavily associated with Florida beach culture and known for its lush tropical and subtropical scenery and ocean vistas. In uh, many places, it runs directly along the waterfront of the Atlantic Ocean. In other places, uh, one to five blocks inland from the beachfront. It's also been known as the backbone of... uh, uh, Florida spring break uh, in Fort Lauderdale and Daytona Beach. So maybe you've kicked it on A1A Beachfront Avenue. Uh, maybe you've you know, kicked it with the ice, the ice, ice baby person. Let's see what else we have here. Shark Tank is a TV show that I've only watched on airplanes, and it's a reality TV show. It's been around since 2009 on ABC. It's a franchise of the international format Dragon's Den, which started in Japan in 2001. It has aspiring entrepreneurs as they make a business presentation of five investors who choose whether or not to invest as partners. It's been a rating success, won the primetime Emmy uh, for Structured Reality Program four times in that category, and then uh, four times, uh, oh no, twenty twice for Outstanding Reality Program. Tenth season, sort of. Tenth season in twenty eighteen, produced by Mark Burnett, uh, and uh, similar to the Japanese and British versions. Uh, panel: uh, There's Robert, there's Kevin, uh, who had previously had been on the Canadian version. Barbara, uh, Damon, uh, Lori, Mark, and Kevin. Uh, so two Kevins. You know, they, sometimes, you know, they try to be nice. Sometimes they don't, uh, they make deals, you know, now it's even a marketing term. You'll see, uh, yeah, let's see if I can find any other stats here. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, when I watch on the thing, I, I Oh, wow. There's been Charles Barkley's been on it, uh, for Osaka. uh, it's interesting. Jeff Foxworthy. So, uh, Those are in early seasons. Let's see this season, A-Rod, Bethany Frankel, Sarah Blakely, Charles Barkley, Matt Higgins. So it's a popular show, Uh, and it would be hilarious if I was on there. They'd say, I'm sorry, what? Uh, And they'd say $10 billion, please, uh, for, for one, you know, I don't want to be told what to do. So very small percentage. Okay. What is, what about, uh, Lenny Kravitz? That's the last thing I wanted to talk about, uh, who's, uh, entertained multiple generations of people in multiple different ways. Uh, and I'd say, Hey, are you going to go my way or what? Uh, Lenny Kravitz, uh, born Leonard Albert Kravitz uh, in 64. You know, I know him as Zoe's dad. Yeah. But some people know him as, uh, Lenny. Kravitz. No, I'm kidding. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not kidding, but, uh, yeah, He won the Grammy uh, four years in a row for best male rock vocal performance uh, from 99 to 2002, and he played Cinna in the uh, Hunger Games. Uh, that's what I was saying. He's uh, really, uh, he's worn in Manhattan. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh started playing music, 89, uh, 90 was the uh, deb- uh, debut virgin records oh he worked with uh carl denson that's cool uh let's see so uh, let love rule was a debut album in 89 uh rocket funk with a 60s vibe uh, critics were mixed uh lisa bonet uh, directed a midi- m- music video for let love rule uh then he was opening for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers Bob Dylan and David Bowie holy mackerel. uh, uh let's see what else uh 91 uh produced the song justify my What? So justify my love for madonna uh which was on immaculate Con- collection let's see so then uh you know it was really great career musically ongoing career and, uh, let's see, then, uh, all the way through the, the aughts, uh, the nineties, aughts, uh, early tens, he was working with U2, uh, and then he became, you know, joined up with the Hunger Games cast, which was really a great, uh, uh, great performance in the Hunger Games. I really enjoyed it. it great casting, great, very good acting, great costumes. Of course, he is the costumer or a stylist, uh, uh, and twenty fourteen the tenth album Strut came out on Roxy Records. Uh let's see. Uh twenty fourteen. I know. Oh, he he was with Katy Perry in the twenty fifteen Super Bowl halftime show. And yeah, continues to, to just, just rock it. Uh, also, also's always dead, so I mean that's cool. Uh so yeah, that's a little bit about Lenny Kravitz, and uh here you go. Let me tuck in a little bit more. Uh, good night. Good night from uh, me and, and all this other stuff. Uh, and here's some thank yous. Uh, I want to thank everybody. Have you reviewed the show over on Apple Podcasts? Uh, uh, Union JAX54 uh, from Australia says, is there anything beyond the intro? Can't get past the introduction. Five stars. Uh, our rain. It must be a brain pop because it says beep, a boop. Uh, five stars for better sleeping. Uh, Cindy, Cindy B says, best sleep of my life. Uh, not actually sure how he does this, but, uh, as a lifelong insomniac, I can now sleep all night. Dream come true. Uh, Alexis Michelle says, uh, serenity five stars. Uh, every ounce anxiety comes out when he says, Hey, every night, uh, and my head hits a pillow. I haven't been sleeping this well for, I haven't been sleeping well for years, but this podcast has, uh, Ease my thoughts, and I can usually fall asleep in 15 minutes. So grateful. Uh, hopefully, if you enjoy this as much as I do, you can become a patron so we can keep falling asleep it's filled with a sense of calm and comfort. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, thank you. Here, this comes from Australia. Let's just hug. Uh, First-time listener, and it was amazing. Uh, usually sleep with my husband and I go to bed while he sits on the computer and watches a movie. So I always have sounds or noise down to fall asleep. I'm 22, but still, you know, not totally comfortable in the deep, dark night. Uh, I stayed over at a friend's house while sleeping in a room, and it was too quiet. I listened to one episode, uh, fell asleep once, and I was comfortable to turn down the volume. Uh, I could only just hear the audio. Amazing. I plan to use this podcast whenever I'm struggling to sleep in uh, the dark and silence. Uh, Rhea Peach, who I've met in person in Seattle, uh, uh, so shout out to Ria and her mom. Uh, the only thing that helps me sleep, uh, this is the one that puts me to sleep. I put it on and it doze off almost instantly. Uh, Gernan, uh, Gernan Spain says uh, from Ireland uh, says, stops my brain buzzing. Love this podcast. Listen to it a lot. Before I started, I would have trouble sleeping because, you know, I got a lot going on in my head. And my brain was buzzing. Now I turn on the podcast, listen to Scuba, to ramble through some stories, and I drift off without a problem. Uh, give it a try. Uh, our prescription, Esquire says. I tried it out. Uh, yeah, it did fall too fast and normal. I thought the stories were fun and the guy was nice, but I was really I was into the story. Introduction took forever. I found better ones, uh, but it did increase uh, the time I fell asleep. That was four stars. This one's from three stars it's from Mary from Australia. This one sounds like a one star review though. It says stop the stuttering and slurring. Uh, there's a croakiness to your voice that doesn't let me sleep. Uh, it's calming for a bit and then I don't like it. Uh, please try and, an, an, uh, sorry, that's a bit petty. Uh, Enunciate your words a little more and then it'll be great. Uh, Steph from New Zealand says, go to sleep with a friend. I uh, feel I go to sleep quite quickly, but usually with my head still full of work. And so I end up waking up in the night. This happens to me a lot, Steph, uh, too. Listening to Scooter takes me away from my work, gives me a laugh, and sends me off to sleep with a smile. I hardly hardly ever make it through the to the story. Sleep right through it. So thank you for that, Steph. Uh yeah, Ben Buff says decades long insomnia just disappeared. Uh always had trouble sleeping through the night, would often spend a couple of hours. This podcast has changed that. I still wake up and I put on an episode. And I'm back to sleep before long. Now part of my routine, and I'm grateful to have found it. Rico Suave, but Rico, like the camera brand, uh, says it's a company that you don't need to entertain. Uh, it's like somebody having a relaxing conversation that you don't have to respond to and you won't feel bad falling asleep on. Amazing. Thank you, Rico Suave. Well, people are really getting creative here. Uh, Shay Krath uh, says, Sleeping Magic. Uh, Podcasts has made it easy for me to fall asleep. But both me and my wife love it. Uh, I have a lot of uh, you know an- an- anxious stuff, uh, droning voice, gentle cadence, rambling through stories and tangents, ultimate immediate sleep. Uh, thank you. Oh, they also couple it with white noise uh, or thunderstorms or wind. They do some layered noises too. Uh, Lawrence of Australia says, uh, I "Enjoy." Yes, it's very effective. Uh, enjoy rolling with it. Your mind will tumble, engage, and nodding off. Sleep happens, uh, pleasantly forgettable, rusty, dulcet tones of wonder. Here's a cat you dialed in, Thomas P. Kitten, ah, I guess the antidote to my late-night anxiety. The more I listen to these creaky dulcet tones, the faster I relax and fall asleep. Drew, thank you for your creativity, creativity, uh, your, your hilarious sense of humor, and for uh, getting up off the couch, help the scooter side of you put together your wonderful shows as a service. Thanks, uh, Thomas P. And finally, grateful to Scootsus comes from Aaron Aaron from nineteen ninety five. Uh, overactive mind, also have trouble getting to sleep. Uh, transitioning to sleepy time activities it has been that way since I was a kid. Uh, heard about this show from MFM. Now I was skeptical, but at first, but it was a huge help in getting to sleep. Uh, thank you. Uh, so thank you, thank you, everybody out there. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, Sleeping Me is part of Night Vale Presents. Uh, You can check out all the amazing shows over at nightvalepresents.com. We're also a member of PRX. You can see everything they're doing over at prx.org. And we're listener-supported by direct listener support of uh, the show on Patreon and the sponsors. Uh, And uh, we grow by people spreading the word. Uh, So thank you to all you do that do that. You can find out about that kind of stuff over our website, sleepingmepodcast.com. And I'm here to help you uh, fall asleep or to keep you company. So let me tuck you in a little bit more there. And I'm swirl, or swirly, I don't know why the word swirly cue just came in my head, but uh, you know, cue up another episode. I'll be here. Maybe that'll be the uh, intro that I talk about swirly cues if I do. Or swirly Sue. Uh, who was at Peggy Sue's wedding? She was a uh, bridesmaid. Uh, Good night.